Hey gang, uh, welcome to another episode of the Trollway Update Show. I'm Jamie, I'm here with Kale. What's happening, what's happening? And we're going to talk about a couple of things and try to, you know, either entertain or, you know, have a little fun with you guys today. Um, how's it been going, man? Just living, just, just living, li- working a lot, which is good, staying busy, trying to trying to stay in the gym as much as we can and keep working out. I get keep, that. Keep, keep, keep getting healthy. I get that completely. Um... So that kind of leads into one of the things we were going to talk about today. Um, I think we're going to talk about mindset. We'll do a little CrossFit update. And then um, we wanted to talk a little bit towards the second half. That's kind of where the meat is going to be about um, recovery. I mean, things you can do at home, things you can do post-workout, mm-hmm. that type of thing to um, ease you through some of the soreness or at least um, keep your, you know, let your gains stand out, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Keep you going for the next day and next week and get you back on the horse quicker, Yeah, so to speak. So um, I, you guys have probably noticed a lot of posts coming out in the last week and a half. and Looks awesome, by the way. <sighs> Thanks. It's sweet. Um, sorry I missed yesterday's. By the time you guys hear this, I don't know what day you're going to hear on it. Maybe I'll get it out today. Um, if I do, then that would be Friday's post. Sorry I missed it. Um, Fridays are a little rough. Just long day, and I forgot to get it done, so and I apologize. Um, but we'll get back on it today, and then the podcast will come out, so that'll be another post. But we've been talking about mindset a lot, and we're not trying to be preachy, so... Mm-hmm. If some of you are like, my mindset's fine, that's fine. We're not yelling, we're not preaching, we're honestly just... Giving some advice or helpful. Yeah, I mean... Helpful tips is a good way to put it. There are a lot of days. I mean, whether you're coaching, whether you're working out, whether you're just getting up and dealing with kids or job or whatever, Mm -hmm. you don't have it. You don't want to have it. You're kind of... You're bumming. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. But... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you can change it a little bit. You know, you can affect it by your mindset. You know, you tell me how, (laughs) Jamie, tell me how (laughs) you've always heard the saying, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not trying to say, hey, pretend how to be a brain surgeon and eventually you'll get it. No. Right. (laughs) A little different. (laughs) But you can affect your mindset. You can affect how your day is going to go. You can affect how that workout's going to go. You know, and even at the bottom end of it, sometimes you just got to take one on the chin and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm not, it's right. not going to be it's my best. It's not going to be my best day, but I'm here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get done. And yeah. And when I get done, I'll better feel better. Doing, yeah. Right. But not better than doing it. nothing. Right. So like mindset is a thing, you know, um, there's, oh gosh, what is this? An old fable or whatever about the, um, good wolf and the bad wolf type mm-hmm. thing you know which one's gonna grow more which one's gonna be you know more prevalent and it's the one you feed you know if you have right. a bad attitude right. and you keep thinking negative thoughts and you keep telling yourself this is horrible and i don't want to do this well you're feeding that bad wolf that wolf that's gonna make you feel like that even more Mm -hmm. if you feed the wolf that like you know it's not that bad i'll get through it hey here's a bright spot of this everything else sucks but you know what my hair is on point little inside joke because i have none but it still looks good though (laughs) right (laughs) never have a bad hair day because i have no hair on my head (laughs) 
but you can try to turn little things and, you know, feed that good wolf. And you do that enough times, that wolf is going to... Right. And it's like, it's it's an domino, a domino effect, but it goes both ways. Right. So you feed the bad wolf, and then it's a domino effect, and it kinda get, it, you can spiral really quickly. But if you feed the good wolf, you can climb uphill and get out of a, something, a slump or whatever really quickly, too. So... Yeah. And, and it's easy sometimes to get into that bad one, but it's also... Once you get the hang of some some self positive motivation, it starts to really build up and become something that's super useful and almost like a tool in your arsenal of okay, today's not the greatest, but I know where to go, I know what to do to get myself at least moving again and Well yeah, and I mean feeling like I can do be productive or do something. And if you're feeding your negative emotions or your positive emotions, everything that falls on either of that line is gonna be amplified. Oh, for sure. So like we'll take today for example. Um, had a, I had a lot of things to do today before, oh, good, got rid of that noise. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of things to get rid of or do today to try to get things going. I'm working on a lot of stuff at home. Um, I knew Kale had to coach today and like, oh crap, there's bench press today. I didn't get a bench, the last bench put together, you know, ah, damn, I have to run to the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could have looked at that as I really screwed up. Now I got to run to the gym. Kale's going to wonder why I'm there. And if I'm there, why <laughs> is he there? You know, but when I was here, I got the bench put together. I got to help one of the CrossFit kids with a jump rope, get it fitted, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So you look at it that way. It's like, Hey, I got to do a few things that, you know, I never get to do, you know, and I'm not usually don't have time to do, or I say, Hey, next time you come in, I'll try to take care of that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's like helping one more person today that you would not have either right. wanted to, not wanted to, but just weren't thinking about it. And you're like, oh, and I then, got to help somebody. And then I go, okay, now I got to swing back by on my way back through because I had a lot of errands to run so we can do the podcast. And I forgot my computer. So I could have flipped out about <laughs> all these little things. It's like, oh, nothing is running right today. And it's easy to do that, too. Yeah. It's easy to fall into the trap. But it. It was like, whatever, man, I got mm-hmm. it. We're good. I got time. Send a message. Tell them I'll be two minutes late. Things are going good. Yeah, you know? and I was like, cool, sure. You Not know, a big deal. I could have let that anger me. And then we could be doing this podcast about how angry I am. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> how to fuel the anger fire. <laughs> yeah, how to fuel the anger fire. Now, hey, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if you need rage and anger to fire your workout, okay. then We can supply some of that, too. We can supply it if needed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can always step on your toe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um, it's what you set your mind to be. You're going to amplify the things around you and you, things are going to seem bigger. You know, good things will seem bigger. Bad things will seem bigger. And, mm-hmm. you know, the way things are going in society right now, the election year, pandemic going on, gyms closing, gyms not able to do everything they can, have to wear a mask. If every time you look at that stuff and you're like, this is horrible, this sucks, I hate life, you know, it's going to seem like that and it's yeah. going to wear you down. Especially nowadays, like you said, there's just a lot of negativity floating around and it's easy to be affected by it You know, in a negative way. You can look at it other ways like, hey, you know, it's not that bad. I've been through worse. Mm-hmm. I don't live in New York, so I'm not trapped in an 800 square right. foot apartment with no view and nowhere to go because nothing's open, you know. At least we're here. We're in Wisconsin. We can kind of look around. We can go out to a, a park. We can go to a lake. I mean, we still can work out. And we can it's still not, work out. not 100% back to normal, but, I mean, well, compared to some other places right now, and not to, like, you know, whatever, but just we're, we're we got it pretty good. 
And we're, we're able to do things that some of the people can't, which isn't saying, you know, we have to be happy, but it is one positive in our life that we can, that you guys and everybody can hopefully turn to and be like, okay, at least I get to go kind of like, uh, for example, Sean this morning, he has to go tomorrow, wake up at 2 a.m., drive to Milwaukee, and he has to fly all day. He's doing some maintenance runs. And he's like, dang it, you know, it's my weekend. And I was like, well, hey, at least you got to come in here, do your work. He wanted to work out today. He was pretty excited to get here. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know what? It was a really good workout. I had a lot of fun. This is definitely like, you know, for him, because he has to work, is one of the highlights of his weekend. Right. And so, if, you know, if we can do that to one person, and then that spreads us, you know, two, and, you know, at least we're helping one. <laughs> <laughs> can only for help. sure <laughs> right as many as you can help each day right you know yeah and it is a tough time and we are lucky we do have gyms open we do have green space that people can go to golf course has been open um right, th- right now there's still states that they're just finally being able to get rules and regulations of how they can open their gyms it's crazy isn't it and i'm like it's august they have right. been down since march and some Four of them, people. yeah, some of them the beginning of March. Some of them shut down before we even got the quarantine order here. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel for them. I mean, some of them have been working out outside. Some of them have been doing, like, all virtual classes. Um, all at-home workouts. Uh, so I feel for them, but on the other side of it, I look at it, it's like, well, we we're fortunate as far as the fact that we got to get back in the gym a little quicker. So Very, that's cool. especially being in Dane County where everything's just a whole other animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To just be able to get back in was, I think everybody felt the same. It was like, take a little deep breath through your mask and you were able to relax. <laughs> yeah, as deep as you could take through a mask. <sighs> at least we get to work out. Well, and I, I think that's kind of where the mindset, like why we've been kind of pounding on mindset Yes, the masks are horrible. I know we said this in the last podcast, mm-hmm. but I've been listening to a couple of people and they're like, you know what, since wearing the mask, I actually, you know, my workouts have gotten better. I can tell mm-hmm. at the beginning it was like, it was horrible. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. Right. I was dying. Now with the mask on, I barely notice it's there. Well, it's like, uh, almost like elevation training, right? I it mean, is. it's, we were talking about it earlier. You know, you move to Colorado, the first month in Colorado is going to be like you are a smoker. Yeah. You're, you're that's gonna, what you feel like. And then after that, you eventually, your body adjusts. So it's kind of one of those things where we're starting to see people are just, they're still not getting used to it. They don't want to, but their no. body is adjusting to it. Whether you are noticing or not, I mean, we notice that people are starting to move better, do get back to where they were. Or prior, least, you know, and, yeah. a semblance of where their time. Yeah, is they're still their... they're starting to make those upward tr- upward strides and and workouts and things like that, which is awesome. Yeah, and none of us have been pushing extra. You know, if you're, I mean, how do I word that? On you, we're not applying right. any extra yeah. pressure. Anybody that's in here working out, you know, you're already in the plus column. Do what you can do, and take it as a positive. It's like I got in and did something today. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Um, things are going well. Um, yes, the masks still suck. No one's going to wear them after they are allowed to take them off. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Be, I don't heck know. no. Get I that see, thing off my face. I see mask bank robberies even going down because people will be so over masks. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Why do you guys wear a mask at least? Well, because we wore one for four months and we were right. sick. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much enough on mindset for right now. You know, keep doing what you've been doing. Guys. Right. And I think the overall like overwhelming feeling that I'm getting is it was really tough the first couple of weeks back. 
Right. Get, and most of it was due to just the mask and getting used to it. And, and the fact that we hadn't worked out in two months and everyone's like, ugh, burpees, ugh, running, you know. But now everyone, I've noticed a lot, like the, especially the last couple of weeks where we're getting our legs back. Yep. Especially squatting and things like that. And we've been switching up some of the workouts a little bit, getting doing different things. And everyone's spirit the last couple of weeks has been extremely high, which I was really surprised to see. Not surprised, but really happy. Like, yeah, it was because it makes us coaches like just want to be the coach and want to be here that much more and put that much more into it. When you know you walk well, in and see Sean and he's like, "I'm I'm so excited because this is my one thing I get to look forward to this weekend." And it's hard to tell people to do a burpee. When <laughs> they're already suffering from the moment they walked in the door because they had to put a mask on, yep. and they're already bumming, and you're like, ah, I'm really not a sadist. I really am not yeah. trying to torture people. Mm-hmm. I want to help you get there. Sure. But it... <laughs> <laughs> sure, you say it now. Say it now. Well, it's on record. I just said it. So it <laughs> must be true. But it, it's hard. I mean, you're like looking at someone, and you're like, you have one more. I'm so sorry. Yep. But you have one more. Yep. Now people's spirits are up a little bit more. They're a little more used to the mask. They've gotten over that, you know, proverbial hump. And they're it's okay. Well, and then it's starting to get easier, too, when you say you got one more. I think a lot of people are starting to just get the confidence back in them. It's like, oh, I only have one more. I got this. Or it's like, okay, yeah, it's tough, but I just did nine. Or, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. can, I can do one more. You're right. Like that confidence that everyone had. And it was really on a high before quarantine. I thought we were like really we starting were to, yeah, people were really <laughs> starting to get into it. And I think it's slow. It's slowly starting to come back. And in, in the last, even the last week, it's been like seeing yeah. some new faces in even more. Yep. Everyone's like, okay, really, we're gonna get back into it. And and everyone's getting that confidence back, a little swagger. <laughs> they walk around with. Been watching so. people pushing each other in here yeah. again. That's been I was, a while. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I was I was talking to a couple people this morning. And I was, it was actually Kyle and Carly and Kyle was saying something to Carly, like, Hey, you can do one more, you know? And it was like, what if, and I was telling him, like, if we get to the point as coaches in the gym where we have the other members pushing other members, then we're going to be out of a job, but that's a good thing. You know, (laughs) like when we get to that point, that means it's like almost a self-sufficient ecosystem of, yeah, we teach you and how to do things, but. We try if we're to keep pushing you each safe, other, then yeah, that, then it's, it's like, like operate the clock and cheer. Right. And at some point you're like, okay, coach, you can zip it now. <laughs> right. But if you get it from some, like, but if you get it from somebody you're working out with, you're like, oh shit, I gotta kind of, I gotta, I better yeah. pick it up. I gotta bring it now yeah. because they kind of called me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Getting called by your coach. You're just like, okay, coach, you have to say that. Right. You know, but yes, I know I'm doing fantastic. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, you guys have been doing great though. So, and it has been fun watching the last week and a half or so where people are starting to pep up, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I think the temperature coming down a degree or two kind of helped. Oh, for sure. That when fall was, feeling. When it was 95 inside and out at, for like most of July, it mm-hmm. was just like, yeah. Great, you get to go outside and take a mask off. Don't burst into flames. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough go tough for a run. Months. Don't burst into flames. <laughs> tough couple months, but mindset we got through it. Right, and everybody is definitely more mentally strong for it. I mean, oh, it was a tough, tough July. And honestly, the and mask June. has been easier than nose breathing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it'll be nice when it comes off. Yeah, I I agree completely. 
Um, except it's going to be weird because nobody's going to understand. Like, it yeah. feels wrong. Oh, you're smiling at me now? <laughs> Why are you standing so close to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It'll be, it's, yeah, it is. It's going to be a different. It's like, you know, when it first started and you couldn't get close, it was weird. And it's going to go back and it's going to be, well, now it's weird. Get away from me. <laughs> I, I can't remember where I was. I had to do something. Oh, I think I was like picking up a piece, a piece of stuff for at home. And the guy reached out his hand to shake my hand. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've like, gotten one of those every couple times since quarantine and whatever. And I'm like. You sure you want? Are we supposed to? Are, is anyone so, looking? Yeah, is anyone watching? Yeah, they gonna bust me for shaking somebody's hand? Yeah. So yes, that's how weird we've gotten. Yep. It's uh, crazy. I think some of that stuff might not even come back, which is really wild. High you know? fives better come back. Fist bumps. <laughs> Something. Something's gotta. We'll come see. Back. It'll be an interesting, interesting fall and next spring. See how f- when it comes back and. How, how quickly we yeah. can snap back around out of Does it get this. back to 100% or does it get back to 90? Or? I'd take 87 and a half right Yeah, now, I'd, right take, I'd take just gradual bumps at this point <laughs> forward instead of backwards. Right. So what's going on in CrossFit land, man? Well, CrossFit had a CrossFit town hall is what they're calling them. Um, it is, well, it was with Eric and... Um, Nicole. Nicole, yeah. Um, I think... My my interpretation of it is it's going to be those two for sure, most of the town hall meetings, and it's quarterly town hall meetings. I think they're going to bump in some other people here and there, maybe towards games time. Dave Castro come in and say his two cents about the games or open or something like that. But it was just those two. Um, and for the most part, it was Nicole just kind of ask, which was really cool. It was Nicole asking questions that gym owner sent in. That, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, just – regular crossfit athletes sent in and even games athletes so it was like not a written set of questions to where yeah. we want to write these questions to get certain answers it was so it was a true town yeah hall it was like pulled it right off address. twitter almost type yeah. of yeah yeah well, true cool. a true town hall so um which is cool everyone gets to have it you know you feel like you have a, a say or at least you get to ask your question um but the good news the main point um the open Next year will be back in February, March. That time frame back to back to kind of like the standard time, and then there will be a cohesive games based off that. So, um, the games is next year is going to get pushed a little bit to try and accommodate athletes getting to either Madison, hopefully, right. God forbid, or wherever the hell games are held. And then also, you know, the later we push it, they're thinking the later. We push the more fans we can have um, to try and just, you know, withstand the the opening and hopefully everything's open by then and, right. and whatnot to have as many live spectators as they can. So that's cool news. Um, just some other stuff that, you know, they were talking, they talked about a whole, I mean, it was an hour and a half of Eric answering questions about the direction of CrossFit, you know, the future plans as far as like how the headquarters are going to run media teams, things like that, which media team sounded like they have a lot of stuff in the works. Um, I think the games are going to be a little bit similar to last year. And the fact that they're probably going to have like the buttery bros or, you know, those subcontractor type people come in and film the games, make videos and things like that. And they'll have, they'll have a certain little media team at the HQ, but I think they're going to also bring in, 
contractors to to film it and do that type of thing, which is cool. It's a, just a different perspective well, on and the games. Honestly, I mean, I know when we changed, um, when the direction changed a year and a half, two years ago, and they're like, we're going to focus on health. Mm-hmm. I think cutting loose the media team, regardless, I mean, no matter what you're going to focus on, somebody needs to know. Right, you got to get it out to the people. And if you take away, like, all but three of the people that are you know, mm-hmm. helping push that message, um, the message gets lost. And um, it gets construed, and yeah, for sure. And I think there was a lot of heartache when they got rid of the media team because that was the lifeline. Because at that time, CrossFit wasn't having quarterly town halls. We right, were getting no. weekly emails to the affiliate owners kind of telling us what's mm-hmm. up. We didn't have regional reps that were emailing us. For we sure. We had whatever you saw on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And YouTube. And YouTube wasn't even right away. And it was a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if you went to the homepage, there might be some update press there, but that stuff was usually a little behind and you'd already heard it, you know, via the... Well, and it's just like, you get a professional video made of CrossFit, man, people get excited. You get the homemade videos, those are cool. But like, when you get contracts that comes in, does a really nice professional, the fittest in the world of the Dubai... Yeah, where they actually Netflix sell a message. Yeah, right. Like, push a message versus... It, gets, just, it doesn't... We already are excited, right? We right. know what it's about, but then you start to branch out to the people that don't necessarily know a lot, but they see this cool video and they're like, oh, that's... It looks really cool. Let's, I want to go try it. But here's the other part. If you're not pushing the media of the games or you're not pushing the media of the parent company, you know, out there saying, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we want to do. You also lose those little advertising spots that they had Mm -hmm. always filled with, you know, Mm -hmm. the little vignettes of the really cool inspirational story of somebody that overcame a lot or they were 400 pounds and now they've lost 220 pounds, you know, and it was hard, but they got there and they're Mm -hmm. an everyday person. They're not a games athlete. No. Well, and that's, that's the majority of the stories that cro- right. with CrossFit. It's not, oh, look at this guy. He started at our gym and now he's at the games. That happens to like 2%, 1% of the yeah. CrossFit population. It's the guy that lost 60 pounds in a year, you 200 know. pounds in four years. That's the majority of the stories. Reduced meds, got off, you know. Yeah, felt better, you know, yeah, for sure. With treatments and, you know, whatever's going on, yeah. Yeah, got actually into some semblance of a real life and was able to, you know, just have a better quality of life. Yeah. And, you know, and that that's huge. Because, right. I mean, those are the people, it's, well, it's a lot easier. Well, those are the people that you a, want to affect the most. Like, well, the people that yeah. are truly coming in to the, say, hey, listen, I can't jump. Right. For example. And I really want to be able to do jump rope. Just jumping in general is a great thing in life. You need to be able to, you should be able to do, right? And when you see someone get that first jump, it's just like, right, you know, mind blow. And they realize, like, I'm capable of a lot more than I initially thought I could do. Well, and this is where we're always talking about that we're not directly in competition with, like, any times the snaps. Of, mm-hmm. um, because we're really not, our model doesn't work that way. We're no. not here to just unlock the gym and let you do your yeah. thing. We're here to try to help people. And, yes, we don't have a problem when people come across from there because they're like, oh, we want to do a little bit more, you know, something different, something a little, you know. That's the versatility, too. We're able to kind of go in both directions. Right. But we're also not trying, I mean, 
yeah, we want those people that are coming in from there that want to change, want to do that or trying something different, but they were already working out before, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, we're here to help them and help them go farther and reach more of their goals. But we're also trying to get the people that aren't going to any of the gyms. And if the only thing people ever see is a photo from the games of Matt Frazier, Rich Froning, you know, Tia, you -hmm. know, and they never see that story that the media team's putting out that, Hey, you know, this guy lost this much weight or this um, there's a coach and I can't remember what state he's out of chase Knight. He's been working with a um, blind woman for the mm. last few years yeah, and I watching her, her progress like yeah. has been amazing. And you can't say CrossFit isn't for everybody. You know, when you see, yeah, when you see that, when you see something like that, you know, or um, what's uh, Hogar. Oh yeah. He's in a wheelchair. And he is just out there killing workouts. Well, he was killing workouts before. True. But, I mean, he could have easily just been like, screw that. I'm done. Yeah. And he's out there just hanging out with CrossFit athletes and living the dream. And crushing it. Crushing it, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I know CrossFit might not be for everybody as far as, like, their lifestyle. Like, they may not enjoy the Kool-Aid drinking or whatever, you know, that everyone thinks we do in here. Um, (laughs) But I think everyone should try. You know, I mean, I think there is a spot in CrossFit for everyone. And if they want to reach goals, I think, you know, we're a better vehicle than them trying to, you know, do all that leg work, work themselves. Right. Just a little. And we're not here to just drill you and hammer you, but a little extra push every now and then. Well, not even just that. The knowledge, the now you have a librarian if you are yeah, having problems. for sure. You know, and if we don't know it, we're going to find it. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. so you ask us a question we don't know, we're going to look for it, and we're going to try to help you with that, too. Um, now, there's almost 100 of you asking questions, so if we forget, hit us again. Yeah, You know, please. keep pushing us <laughs> like we push you. You know, we try to remember everything. We try to write everything down. So if we do miss something, we apologize. But, hey, hit us again. You know, it's not and we're, upsetting And we're us. in the same boat <laughs> as far as, you know, we're trying to get better every day as coaches, yeah. too. The more coaches, you can never have enough knowledge. Athletes, as humans, we're so, trying to do what we can, too. So Yep. Yeah, that was a tangent on the town hall, Manny. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> no, it was right. No, no, it was good. It was sorry, good. that was a straight-up hijack. Um, <laughs> the other thing... I guess the big thing from Town Hall is a big question that's been going around is sectionals versus regionals. <laughs> I've been watching this. And it's literally like the chicken or the egg debate in CrossFit oh these God. days. Um, and he was so, he going back a little bit, he was talking to a lot of people that he, you know, from gym to gym, and he was saying most of everybody wanted to open back in March and February, which I think is I fair. agree. Yeah. I mean, especially here in Wisconsin where there is nothing else to do other than bowling in March and February. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Card club and drinking. And, and bowling <laughs> is only so much fun. Right. Um, it's just a Wisconsin Sorry to all the bowlers. <laughs> it's a Wisconsinite excuse to go to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, they, that was a good change for them, and I think it was a needed one. But him talking to people, everyone is about 50-50 on whether they want regionals or sanctionals. Now, his view... And I don't know if it's his per se, but HQ's view is they like sanctionals, the idea of sanctionals, because events vary, workouts vary, locations vary. You can get more people into the games technically, your per se through sanctional events. 
I'm I'm indifferent. I really like the idea of the structured regionals because it was cool to be able to go to regionals and and do the whole like one step below CrossFit game type type workouts. But and yeah, it was like a mini games. Yeah. Um, I'm mixed emotions on it for lots of different things. Mm-hmm. I like regionals. I do. I like the fact that for what was it, five or six weeks, or how many ever weeks the regionals was. Five weeks, I think it was. You know, you could see, oh, Dan Bailey in this region set this pace. Mm-hmm. You know, and Matt Frazier's over here, and he's like, well, I'm going to try to set the record for this. So there was, like, the the continuity from the first regional, the last regional. Right. You knew the workouts were the same. But on the other side of it, you had essentially professional regional athletes mm-hmm. that, you know, f- from 15 down to f- number six, they were always in that group, but it was hard for them to get to the games. I mean, look at the central regional when you have, you know, when they made it a super central where it took the central east and the north central and you have Matt Frazier, Scott Panchik, you know, you start you know, rich Froning. Well, he was on teams, so he wasn't yeah. the individual at this point in time. But you, you're looking at it and like, all right, unless the top 10 finishers in the games yeah, are, are right. in our region. So, yeah. and that's five spots. And so you only now get it's five. the fight. Now you're just jockeying to see For who gets one, five, right. number five, one position, you know, and then just sort out the top four, who's going to take first this year or take mm-hmm. second this year. So I, that was kind of rough. I mean, it was cool. You got to see those guys, especially if, you weren't able to go to the games. You were able to go to regionals and, and it, see yeah, some like of you your said, favorite it was like athletes. Like a mini games, and you got to see you know the, top athletes compete right next to each other. You know, and we've been spoiled the last few years because the games has been here, so we get to see them. If you, I mean, for yeah. cheap, you can for go the, in and yeah, see, you get to see the an game. event. Yeah, you know, versus when it was out in Carson, it's like okay, we're talking for a couple people to go out there. We're a couple thousand in on airfare and hotels, and we haven't even spent a dime at the games yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we're and it's five. And days. it's hard not to spend a dime at the games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it actually is hard to spend only a dime at the yeah. games, <laughs> right, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still not allowed to hang out with you at the games. <laughs> I wouldn't go with Ben. Sorry, sorry, Ben. <laughs> it ends up being a shoe I'd have to leave, I'd have to leave my, my my wallet in the truck. <laughs> we're teasing. Out of love. Yeah, out of love. Um, but so I have like mixed emotions. I did like the regionals for that format and that type of thing. But then on the other side of it, the sanctionals, and I think what when they were talking only having like a 15 or 16 of them, that was like perfect. When it mm-hmm. like jumped, ballooned up to like 24 that where they were projected to have this year, I think that's a little much. Right, because then you get into like you're spreading the pool too thin at well, all these events and... Yeah, and you're also talking that, okay, how do you even figure the leaderboard? You know? Yeah, across 24 events. Yeah, you're in that beginning of July sanctional or that mid-July sanctional, and the games is like two and a half weeks away. Now you're looking down to number 12 to find out who's going to the games because the top 11 people already qualified either through the open or they qualified from another sanctional. And they did this one because either the sponsors said, hey, why don't you go do this one? It's local. It's big for you. Or we're going to be in the area. We got you into this. Why don't you go? Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, so I think there was too many, but it was nice because it gave the athletes a way to plan their season, to plan their training regimens so they knew when they wanted to peak, what ones they wanted to use as mm-hmm. test runs. Yep. If you were sick, you know, on one of those sanctionals and had yeah, a it horrible day, kill your season. Your season isn't over. Yes. I mean, for sure. How many athletes were done because the only place they could go was the regional they qualified for because you can't qualify for more than one. Mm-hmm. And you had the flu, and... That was a big thing that Eric was talking about, is, like, just because you don't make regional or you don't make this one sanctional, your season isn't over. You know, which is fair, right? right. I mean, Cause you everybody st- gets... You, you could get sick at the games. It's unfortunate, but, like, that's the reality of just being yeah. a person. So Right. Well, Josh Bridges had the flu at the games in, like, 2017 yeah, or 18. It's and unfortunate, it, right? But it's just the way it goes. But also... When you got there, when you, yeah, <laughs> we got there at that point. When you're doing, when you're trying to prep and get to the games, losing it just because you were sick on one weekend well, is tough. In the old model, I mean, that meant that you finished the Open in March. If you were in that first regional and you had the flu, that meant by May your season was done. Yeah. You know, so you had a three-month season. Um, so I think it, I think, the sanctionals are a good thing for that. It also gives the athletes a chance to make money. That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. You know, so now you can be a professional athlete and you don't have to rely on that one payday each year, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you make that one payday each year, that thing keeps getting bigger. And then you start having people really, well, then you start bringing in sponsors more and more people like, um, they brought in Matt Frazier for, or they just showed a clip of Matt, Matt Frazier in the town hall. And he was just saying like, he had never seen it, but at Wadapalooza, Ram, and I can't remember who the other people were, like steel saws or something, some kind of random random company, were sponsors at the game. They had nothing to do with CrossFit, but well, Porsche was a sponsor. Yeah. in the 2019. And you games. wouldn't you wouldn't have that if you didn't have those sanctionals that are bringing all over in. the world and bringing in all all kinds of people and. You know, and I know those sponsors and stuff really don't mean as much to us as spectators or as us right. like out in gyms. But attracting those other sponsors that are bringing money to the athletes is actually bringing money into CrossFit, which is bringing money and to every, to it, the, maybe yeah. not money to all of us, but at least it's um, letting them do more. Which also affects us. Well, it's just bringing everyone's, you know, opening a, opening another set of eyes to CrossFit, no matter if it's through Dodge Ram right. or whatever. Yeah, or steel I mean, chainsaws. That, that's or... a potential for one more member. And then we're, you know, being right. able to help one more person. Well, and how many of those people who were working those sites for those weird sponsors, you know, walked around, checked it out? Oh, like, yeah. I'm sure if I was working at Dodge is... Ram and was walking around, I'd be like, I need to give me a barbell. Yeah. Like, hey, look, there's an area that they demo stuff. Let's go see what this is about. Yeah. So, yeah, not only are they getting an intro to it, but it's a it's a high-level intro versus, you know, coming into a gym, taking a class right. that, you know, really limited in what you're going to see in that hour, you know, yeah. versus four or five days of watching of all demo. kinds of crazy crap go on at the games. So, yeah, I mean, those things are cool, and that does bring more money in. The athletes can actually make a season make money at their season Mm -hmm. so if we if you crossfit wants to be a legitimate sport it's kind of kind of go that way well and it's my the biggest point that eric made and i agree with to go sanctional um you get more events Mm -hmm. regionals you only have five weeks or six weeks 
and you, you get, only get to go to one. And you only get to go to well, I meant as uh, spectators. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You only get you only get to see six events and then the games, or you know, and watch some open stuff if they even show open stuff. Now you get basically an event every weekend for the entire CrossFit season. Right. Which is awesome for all the spectators. Even if you don't go, you at least watch. you get to watch CrossFit sometimes somewhere that weekend instead of I only get I only get six chances or five chances to watch. I better do it, you know. And yes, those athletes are freaks. But the cool thing is, even though they're a freak, you're watching them do the same workout. Like yeah. If they're doing a named workout, they're doing the exact same workout you did. Albeit mm-hmm. they're doing it a ton better than I do. Well, and it's like when you go to Dubai and you see them running through the sand dunes, that's freaking cool to watch. You're like, thank God I'm not there, but man, that's cool, you know? And look, man. Look running without shoes on in the 110 degree sand, like, now we're going to do some crazy stuff. <laughs> so I think that's cool. I do think, though, CrossFit not having much of an oversight into the sanctionals as far as like the programming and the yeah. consistency. I think that needs to be yep. shored up a little bit. Cause I mean, you got, you got to make it fair, right? I mean, if I win my sanctional and it was freaking cake and you won the rogue and it was super hard. Well, does that mean I, is my games invite is less not than a, yeah, is less than yours or is like, because you won that easy sanctional. Should you actually be here? Right. You know, if you were at a different one, would you even want, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, for sure, there's got to be some sort of baseline standard of, you know, someone's got to be able to walk over the events and say, yeah, these are these are going to be good, to, you know, or you got to take this one out. It's just not going to yeah. test the people the way you should. And then you run into the safety issue, too, where it's like, okay, yeah, they did something. I mean, if you go back a bunch of years and look at, like, the OC throwdown or something, mm-hmm. and... That's I think Kevin Ogar got hurt at one of those. I don't know if that was the one or not. Yeah, that sounds right. That's where right. they just had weights piled too close. Everything was packed in. The safety aspect of it was no one was keeping an eye on that. Mm-hmm. So a barbell bounced off the weights behind him and hit him in the back when he went to bail. So it wasn't like he bailed bad. It just right, like, just it'd be like his bailing next to a yeah. wall and it bounces back on you. Yep. And then the follow-up year to that, they had them doing like, hops over four foot tall hurdles you yeah know, like legitimate hurdles off of a track and i don't know if you've if you've ever been to a track practice um the last thing you want to do is hop backwards across those hurdles and they had them hopping back and forth they're meant to fall which one is way. also wild because 90 percent of those athletes are like under five eight. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're doing it's a, three quarters of their body height. I mean, they got a step, so it wasn't like you had to do a static box jump hop Still, over the top of yes. a hurdle. But if you watch, if you can find footage on it, people were just dinging hard. Oh right, yeah, you're yeah. right though. They only they're only meant to fall down one direction. So if you go the opposite way, yeah, you're just that, wrecked. that thing ain't moving. You're moving. Yeah, you're and going face first. They were getting flipped and they were getting scraped and banged up. So I mean, that type of safety aspect is something that. You know, and the sanctionals didn't have that problem. They, I mean, a lot of people learn. I thought they did a really good job with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was well, hard. Well, they keep getting better and better. Yeah, because sure. it was a Since... new thing, a new concept, and a new level of playing field for a lot of them. Well, and it just wasn't controlled by the games or the or CrossFit. You know, it was like, you guys, here's you make events, do your sanctional, and we'll just say... If they win, they can qualify for the games. Yeah. It was like, have at it after that. Yeah, here's the requirements that you have to meet to qualify somebody, which is yeah. you pay us money. Right. We approve We'll put you. the name on there. <laughs> you know, and 
you know, to make sure that the person that makes it to the top, the judges have to be there, everything has to be mm-hmm. standardized. But, you know, there wasn't as much oversight of, you know, hey, these guys got to do a 50-yard dash for 100 points, and over here they had to run through 100-degree sand for a 5K. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be a little bit more consistency between right. those type of things. Um, well, on that note, though, they did, they were, Eric did talk about, they have an athlete's, what was it called? They, basically a commission, yeah. uh, a board of athletes that is going to be exact. They're former athletes, so they're not in the games. As far that's what he was saying. Well, I the, thought Brent Fukowski was Fikowski's on the board. right now the interim president. Of yeah, that. which I didn't. I, you know, I didn't know if maybe they're looking to get him away. From, what is it? The APFL Ameri- yeah. American Professional Fitness League or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, um, and that's their job, right? Their job is they 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 basically form to look after the athletes. It's like, hey, you don't have enough space here to be putting all these yeah. barbells there's no med staff yeah you know. that type of thing you know do we have to run in a 115 degree desert or can we do something less or whatever you know so i think that's a really good step forward for crossfit and future athletes that want to maybe move in you know get serious too you, at least you know someone had kind of like there isn't a professional athletic league or sport that doesn't that have, doesn't have players like on a, a players board. league or a players co-players manager owner league you know board right. that kind of hashes this stuff out. association right yeah so if crossfit does want to be taken seriously this is something they had to do well and if they're going to get bigger and bigger and more money comes in and athletes are making more money it turns in you know it's just like the nfl or nba right those guys make a lot of money they have to have a players association to look after players and otherwise you know Sanctionals could just say, you know what, I don't want. You all have to survive going through this wood chipper. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. So that was, but that was like the main few points. A lot of the other stuff was directed towards affiliates and how, you know, CrossFit just wants to be more of a the HQ wants to be more of a present presence to Um, affiliate owners. I do like like the affiliate model, kind of where it's like, hey, you know, here you're affiliated with CrossFit, you can do your own thing. I don't think they're really gonna affect that. But I think from what I heard, they were like going to at least set up a side that they really needed to happen, like tools and, yeah. you know, best practices type 100%. to help. Because, I mean, especially starting a cold, like a gym in an area that's just a cold start where there's never yeah. been a CrossFit gym. And like or, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. almost every gym owner at some point in time did a cold start because CrossFit was so not in anybody's face. In this here. area, yeah. You just... know, so like... To do that, you're just jumping in and like, well, let's see what I don't know. And by mm-hmm. the end of each day, you're like, yeah, the list of crap I don't know or didn't know just keeps getting, getting longer. longer and longer. And the list of stuff I do know is growing so slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? well, then it goes back to that regional um, affiliate owner or whoever, the affiliate or regional guy that you could go talk to, which I think is going to be awesome for people like that, where it's like, hey, you know, I have some questions, business questions, or just programming, or you know, whatever type of questions. At least there's somebody, some form of hierarchy or higher up that at least can give you doesn't force you to use their information, but can give you information, which I think is going to be beneficial to everybody. And it should be. There I should be because they do. They have the knowledge. They have the, you know what I mean. And at least let the give people an opportunity to ask questions and. 
and be able to share it. Well, prior to this, to get like information like that, or I mean, it was really hard. If you had like a local mentor, it was nice. If you had, right, like, especially, a, or if you didn't know any other boxes around the area, and it was you know, like you're not going to walk in and ask them how they're how do you do this financially. Yeah, <laughs> like, there are a couple gyms in Wisconsin that have been around for you know mm-hmm. getting close to that ten years, or at least at that ten year mark now. Um, so, and some of them are people you can approach, which is cool. You know, but that's not always the case. So mm-hmm. to get that information or to find those groups, you used to have to pay a lot of money to even talk to them or, you know, have them look at mm-hmm. your stuff and go, yeah, you're, you suck. <laughs> you Ain't know, and like if you pay me another $800 a month, I'll help unsuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. English is hard. Yep, that's tough. I, I'm not good with it. I don't know why I use the, I don't know why I speak. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Normally, I have a phrase that I use there, the different letters. But, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, you would have to pay a lot of money to have somebody help, help you, yeah. you know, and sort you out. And then after that was all done, you know, you still would have to pay maintenance every once in a while to have them come put you back on track. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they took the training wheels off, it was up to your device to screw it up again, you know, and then you pay to have them come help you again. You know, I mean, having that resource would be amazing. You know, somewhere where you can reach and go, hey, uh, this is the issue. What do I do? Yeah. You know, and it does. They don't have to come in and undo your everything you've done. Well, yeah, and they're not. They're not. And that's what they, they're not saying that they're going to come in and say, hey, this is how every gym is going to be run. No. It's just like, hey, these are what we think works well. This is what we think works well. You can tweak it to your gym, hundred percent. But we're here at least to give you some sort of direction, which I think is awesome. I mean, that's. And and obviously I don't own the gym, but just from a coach's perspective, having some place to go and get yeah. that type of information, even if you don't need it, then know that it's there well, and would, is super beneficial. Looking at coaches that potentially want to own their own gym, having those resources available oh, yeah. from CrossFit, even if it's a class you have to pay for. You know, I mean, it's still going to be reasonable by comparison to like yeah, to paying someone four thousand dollars a year plus eight hundred dollars a month, you know, to do it or weekly or hey, you can talk to me for one hundred and fifty dollars for a half hour. Come on over. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like wow, that's lawyer prices, right? You know, so that'll be cool. Um, Wow, we are so in the weeds on this one. Yeah, (laughs) town hall really got me going. Sorry, man. No worries. And I kept. Gearing off yeah, we, track we like too. to ramble. Yeah, I've we noticed. Do. Um, recovery. So, boom, boom. That's more I wanted to talk to you really about. <laughs> this is what the whole thing was supposed to be. Yeah, about. what are we doing? I don't know. We just get a little wild. I have a question. All right, go with it. So, I'm at home. I'm recovering. I'm sore. How much, you know, I did an hour workout, and I, the, the next morning or the next day or that night, I mean, I'm sore. How much time do I have to invest into recovering, not maybe 100%, but just being able to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I don't feel like I can't walk. (laughs) Can you put a time on it? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, hey, it's five minutes a night, but like, should I be spending an hour trying to recover every night or should I say, I'm going to do a couple freaking side straddles and call it a night? Uh... Seven minutes and 32 seconds. That's, okay, that's more than I thought I was going to get out of you. No, I'm kidding. There is no set time. Right, um, okay. First, uh, recovery, honestly, 
And recovery encompasses sleep, diet, mobility, anything that's not the workout. Right. So, I mean, for most people, recovery is going to be a time thing. It's going to be an ability thing, a knowledge thing, um, and at the back end, like a desire thing. There's very few people that are so sore and they're like, oh, I don't want to be not sore. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but... I mean, so it's going to depend. I mean, a lot of people have, I mean, even in the middle of this pandemic, people don't have time, no. you know, so time is always going to be an issue and you do want to get back in the gym. So you don't want to lose gym time to focus recovery time mm-hmm. because then it's counterproductive to your goals. So, I mean, it's, I mean, your question is hard to answer that way because right. there isn't a set time. I asked a hard question. I know. On purpose. Well, I wouldn't say it's <laughs> a hard question. It was a answer. question with a uh, question mark answer. Yeah, there's no definitive answer on it. But there are things you can do. Um, so the two biggest things that people could do that are going to help with recovery, and they're things that they already have to do every day anyways, mm-hmm. eat and sleep. Oh, really? The two biggest things. So, well, think about what you get from your food. You get your vitamins, minerals, fats, proteins, carbs. You know, so you get all of that stuff from just eating. Um, Fats, proteins, carbs, vitamins, minerals, you know, branched chain amino acids, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Aids in recovery, aids in muscle building, aids in all of that. Mm. So if you're eating right, eating good foods, good meals. um, I mean, and it's not even, timing isn't as crucial for us when we're not a professional athlete as far as like make sure you after a workout yeah, eat 20 sure minutes okay okay seven minutes that seven minutes and 32 seconds that i mentioned earlier yeah. make sure that you have six grams of carbs two grams of protein four right, grams which of is, fat you know taken in a water f- or a liquid form <laughs> yeah. while facing east and the sun is at yeah, a 45 right, degree right, angle right, right, right. you know we don't we're not trying to eke one extra rep ahead of Matt Frazier or Tia Mm -hmm. in a workout. I mean, yes, we'd love to, but this is their life. They have all day and all night, every day. That's their job, right? They get paid to recover. recover, They get paid to to work out, to have somebody slap stuff away from them or hand stuff to them that, like, you need to eat this now. Mm -hmm. Um, The rest of us, it's like, just eat good meals. I mean, if we have to get to the into the weeds with people like, Hey, I'm going to try a physique competition. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to get a little nitty gritty with you to kind of dial stuff in. And you are for sure worry about timing for the rest of us. It's eat right, eat the good foods. And you're going to find a natural timing. Like if eating after immediately after a meal makes you want to nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Well then maybe we space it out a little or change the makeup of it. a little. I'm like that. Like I, I can't, I can, I can drink a protein shake. But if I try and eat a cheeseburger and fries 20 minutes, it ain't going to happen. I got to wait. I'm not kidding. I got it down to like a half an hour. If I try and eat a big meal before a half an hour after a workout, I don't feel good. But if I wait 31 minutes, and that's weird, 31 minutes and it can go down and I feel all right. (laughs) And I I get that. But that's just because I've worked out for so long and baseball practices and all that stuff where I've just gotten in that I found it, you know, I just kind of found that timing of like, this is when my body really wants the food in the system and, yeah. and, and that's the can same digest thing it the best before a workout too. I mean, there's people who are like, I can't eat within two hours. Of oh yeah. Otherwise I'm, I mean, even a protein shake. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm, that's all I'm tasting, and it's coming up a lot during the workout. And then there's some people that they're, they're eating as they're walking in. Yeah, <laughs> like drinking a beer what, at lunch. What we doing today? You know, mm-hmm. nothing crack, and they're throwing a burger down. And it's like, all right, man, I, I can't. Good luck. You know, you can do it, I can't. And that's fine. Right. Each person's a little different, and they'll know what they can handle. Um, the big things, you got to make sure you've eaten before. At some point, you know, within a couple hours of working out, otherwise you're going to have nothing for the workout. Mm-hmm. And you also don't have those, you know, nutrients that we just talked about. Right. So, I mean, just from a fueling energy system wise for the workout but plus you know you need that stuff in there so while you're working out you're not doing as much damage to your muscles you are supplying them with um nutrients that will help on the recovery side too right and then eating you know if you everybody goes 20 minutes you know if you eat within an hour of your workout great it's going to help Mm-hmm. You know, we're not at the point where we're dialing in so tight that it has to be at that 20 minute right. mark and it Nobody's, has to be well, and it, fast uptake carbs and it has to be in this yeah. ratio. And it's so hard for the average person to say that I have to have dinner made 20 minutes after I get done working out. Well, when we're not in a pandemic, it's like people in the five o'clock class, you know, screamed in the door. They probably haven't eaten since lunch. No. They're going to scream out the door, grab kids from whatever practice they got done with or whatever library they're at yeah. or what. And then they're going to scream home, and then they still have to get in the door and try to... And try and cook or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So I get that, and we just kind of got to do what we can. So at least trying to focus on having good meals when you can. Get them in close to your workouts. Within an hour-ish. Yeah. Yeah. On the back side, within two hours on the front side. Um, What? And try to get good sleep. I mean... Okay. If you're under seven What's good sleep now? Okay, you're going to tell you I mean, if time-wise, I guess. I mean, obviously everybody's heard, you need to get eight hours of sleep. Well, yeah. You do, don't you? You kind of do. I mean, anything <laughs> over, anything under seven, you're kind of, you're in the Yeah, hole. you're not, well, you're not getting yeah, you're, the full. And you're not getting the benefits of the sleep, and your yeah. serum levels are going to be a little off. Anytime you're underneath that, your stress levels now will be higher. You don't get into that deep sleep you as know, long, which is your recovery phase. Right, and right. you're inflammatory rate's going to be higher the next day if you're not getting that more than that seven. Mm-hmm. Um, more than eight is great. More than nine is great. Now You're pushing are, more than nine, man. you got to yeah. get busy. <laughs> Start doing something a little. <laughs> I'm just no, I, I'm, if, if they could do it, beautiful. I I mean, by the time I get out of the gym, there's no way. No. I, I mean, and, and, and like you said, it's if you get more than nine, awesome. If you get less than six, you know, maybe there's some room we can try. But like... If you're really trying to focus in on on recovery or your sleep, shooting for eight is awesome. Getting seven, still great. Yeah. Over six, yeah, you're going to feel maybe something in the morning a little sluggish. But it's not like you're going to wake up and be like, I didn't even sleep. My legs still hurt. My back still hurt. You know? Yeah, and and I'm tired and I can't focus. And life sucks. And we talked about mindset at the beginning of this. When you start in the hole like that and your stress levels and your serum levels are Oh, for sure. You're already like, it is going to be so hard to get into a positive mindset. Well, and everyone's different. Like like for me, I don't need, I can run on six pretty consistently. Some people are like, six i slept i took a six hour nap you know (laughs) so you got it and that's one thing you gotta i mean most people have kind of honed in on their sleep habit now an extra hour does make a difference i mean it can it can make a difference brought up seven yeah if you've got if you're getting seven you know how hard is it to find an hour you Mm -hmm. know at that time it's like okay 
half go to bed a half hour earlier, sleep a half hour later. You know, I don't know. I still see people at, like at way early morning classes and they don't have anything to do until eight. Yeah. Okay. Maybe take advantage class off an hour mm-hmm. and sleep that extra hour and see what it does for you. I mean, it might not work for you. Everybody's a little different. Um, right. But sleep does help with recovery. Huge. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's an underappreciated role in the recovery. Well, it doesn't cost money. No. Nope. So last it, time I checked, it was free. And it's something you can mo- for the most part control. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's why the first two things I mentioned in recovery were food and sleep. Well, and you hear a lot of people who study the brain and things like that and say sleep is so important for just recovery, not of your body, but of your like mental health and your brain activity. If you can get in, lay down, shut everything off, shut down, and get a good six to eight, your odds of having a, a better day in general go way up. And your, you know, your brain activity is faster, higher. You know, you're obviously recovering physically better mm-hmm. with that type of sleep. And so. Well, and if you feel better the next day and you do have a workout scheduled for that day, you're going to hit that workout harder. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help push you down the line a little better, too. And there are other things outside of sleep and food, but those are the first two that everybody can pretty much control. Yeah. Um, other things that will help with, like, the original question, um, massages. I mean, it'd be great if everyone had their that own That was kind of leading in my next... Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just worked out two hours ago. I've eaten. I've got an hour before I have to go to bed. Let's get a massage, and then I'm out. Right. You know? Oh, that'd be great. Well, not everybody has that luxury. No. Well, I'd say almost none of us have that luxury, you know, and we're not professional athletes, so they're not available to us. Yeah, you know, for free. For free. So that's a cost factor. But you can get on a foam roller, you know? If you wind down at the end of the night watching a show or even reading a book or listening to a book on – um you know, your electronic device, roll out during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been trying to do is get into just like right before I brush my teeth, right before like I take a shower, especially because like sometimes I get into formal and you're stretching and I'm like, I'm freaking, I'm sweating because, you know, <laughs> right. you're trying to get some things worked out or stretching, especially. You're just trying to like get loose and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I sweating? Oh, that's right, because I'm not flexible. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's like I'd spend 15 minutes. Right before I shower, I go shower, I get out of the shower, and it's like, okay, cool, awesome, feel good. You know, the heat, shower, stretched, I'm ready to go to bed. And that rolling out, yeah, it works in that. It'll help relax you, but it'll also help push toxins out of the muscles Mm -hmm. um, for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, loosen them up, force your body to push more nutrients into those areas to kind of help repair, help clean out. Um, Another thing you can do is temperature control showers. And And when I say this, I'm not saying it. 68 degrees and 95 right. degrees. No, um, it's more of a hot, medium, cold type conversation. Um, cold, hot, you know, and when I say cold, it doesn't have to be an ice bath. Um, I've heard a lot about these cold showers. Well, that they're like so super, super beneficial and they so suck, but their, their benefits can straight cold, straight hot. Both have like their own individual benefits to an extent. Hot's a little tough because, um, so say you had a workout that just was a killer. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're already sore before the workout's done. Murph. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not, and when I say that, when I'm not talking about your hands, like blisters aside, I'm talking mm-hmm. just like. Right, right, right. Just fatigue there, and there soreness is, and there stiffness. There is actual muscle soreness going on. Like you got delayed onset muscle soreness immediate. Mm-hmm. All right. That's kind of acute. So cold will work really good with that. 
um, hot is actually going to go the opposite direction with that. Right, it's going to inflame you more. Inflame yeah. it. I mean, end result, yes, it will help, you know, down the road from that, but your transition between those two points mm-hmm. is going to be rougher. Right. The cold will help. I mean, it helps with the swelling, but it's going to slow down the healing. So Right, that's kind of where I've heard, down, like, ice baths are kind like of... Those cryo baths, if you ice down, yes, it's great for the immediate swelling, immediate relief, but... Okay, say on Saturday at Murph and Wednesday's your next workout and you want to be tip-top by Wednesday, you ice bath every day, you actually push your recovery down the road farther. So it'd be more like a ice bath Sunday and then maybe do foam rolling stretching? Well, foam rolling all the time. Right, okay. So just maybe, but, maybe just not, yeah, like an everyday ice bath type of thing. But so using the Murph example, ice bath immediately after be great, but then later that evening or even the next day, then this is where you want to get into that temperature playing game. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, if you do ice bath, great, but have a hot tub nearby. So spend a minute in the ice bath, a minute in the hot tub. You know, mm. kind of bounce back and forth mm-hmm. for five or six rounds, and you're actually going to cause your um, veins and capillaries and mm-hmm. the... Um, your blood flow system um, to um, constrict, constrict, and dilate. yeah, contract, and so yeah, push, push blood through work like a pump, yeah, to pump nutrients, right, right, through. right, push the blood through faster um, and get new. And the soreness, I mean, that's gonna partially or almost more depend on what the workout was than your recovery. You're still gonna have a amount of soreness, and the recovery stuff will help with that. You know, it'll lessen the intensity of it. But there are certain workouts, and you've done them here. Where, like, you get done with Karen, it doesn't matter how many wall balls you've done in the last month. No. You know the day after Karen or two days after Karen, you're going to die. Max effort back squats. Yeah, you're paying for it. Um, You're going to hurt. And that's because of the workout. I mean, all those tiny micro tears and stuff like that, that's what's causing that soreness. Mm -hmm. So being able to get nutrients and stuff in there faster... And just yeah, just overall yeah help helps the overall rebuild yeah, and recovery yeah rebuild makes and sense. Make you a little bit more ready faster it's not going to make you feel mm-hmm. bulletproof you know 16 feet tall and bulletproof so, but it will make you help help make you feel better so let's say you are sore on like a you know like a monday and you got to work out again wednesday okay. and you're still pretty sore wednesday is wednesday the day that you draw it back because you're sore, or do you kind of just keep the same and say, you know what, it's going to hurt for the first two rounds, but hopefully by keeping the weights a little heavier, I work through the soreness or stiffness, more soreness, I guess. Stiffness is a little bit more mobility, but work through the soreness, and then, you know. Moving is always going to be the better option. doesn't mean, like, keep it at your same intensity level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, excuse me. But moving is going to help that. Right. You know, so get in the gym. Now, if it was your normal rest day, you know, go do some active rest. You know, go for a hike, go for a walk, go swimming, um, play a pickup game of basketball with your friends. You know, um, that'll help you stay moving and not be so it's like, kind of workout. But. So, would you say it's more of like a push as hard as you can before you really hurt yourself or? No, take it easy on a on a listen day you're real like the body. Y- yeah, okay. Listen to your body, but move. Okay. You know that makes yeah that makes more sense. Like just yeah. You know if if it's unbearable and you're you're just like I can't extend my arms. You know okay, don't go for a three rep push press that day. Right. But 
hey, maybe an empty barbell, maybe 50%, you know, see what I can do, move through it. It's going to warm up. You're going to get, you know, you'll be adding like. Yeah. And, and, and I think everyone's kind of in that thing where, you know, you, you don't want to move, right? You're like, yeah. my legs hurt. But if I just get underneath the barbell, I do some lightweight back squat or whatever, it's eventually going to move some blood, new blood into the system, move the old blood out, and your muscles are going to just start feeling a little bit better. Yeah, and you'll, I mean, and you'll start recovering a little faster. Mm-hmm. If you, nothing is worse than being like just crushed two, a day and a half, two days after a workout, and it's like, I can't move, I don't want to move. If you don't move, you're going to feel it's like gonna, it's it's going to continue. Cause, anyways. Well, and I've noticed like, if especially you move, you'll feel better like that night. You'll be a little sore, yeah. but not like you were. The biggest thing I can relate it to is like when I was in college and pitching all the time and you don't really learn this until college, but we were basically cross country runners because we had so much lactic acid buildup in your arm and one really good way, and it's not necessarily throwing again, it's just moving and running, getting the blood flowing and pumping again. You know, you know, you're not sprinting either, but just moving and doing some little cardio to get the heart rate up a little bit, get the blood flow, and it completely the next day, even that night sometimes, you go to bed and you're like, God, I needed that run because I just flushed the system, and you get that new blood in, and it feels so much better. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, lactic acid is the burn during the workout, but that stuff is generally that micro tears and stuff like that because um, the body uses that lactic acid as a fuel along the way and it'll clear that Mm -hmm. relatively fast Um, but that stuff later is that onset soreness the muscles and joints from the movement or the motion or the weight or the intensity yeah and that movement that you did do wasn't as much clearing lactic acid as much as pumping new nutrients yeah blood in through there getting you know, really good nutrient dense oxygen, oxygen rich blood pumped into your blood mm-hmm. or into your muscles in each one of those areas and sped up that repair process. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what the movement's for. And yeah. So I think a, a good overall, not to wrap it up, I guess, but just, <laughs> I'm not trying to, um, but I think just for simplicity's sake, like when you are really sore, the, one of the best things you can do is, get in and do what you can in the gym. You don't, you're not, we're not looking, you're not looking to set a PR. We don't want you to set a PR if you're super sore, but get in, get the heart rate up, push the blood, push the blood. And then you're going to feel better. I mean, you're, I mean, you're going to feel a certain degree better. And to make that blood actually do anything you want it to do, make sure you eat well, sleep well, right. (laughs) You know, cool. Cool. The cold, hot bath, the temperature control baths and stuff like that. The foam rolling, those are pluses. Those are extras that'll help you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always a little step that you can go up if you get your recovery game down. If everybody just got the food, the sleep, and the movement down, and just, you know, they're going to already be better. Right, and you can get into a pattern with those, just those three, right? You get your seven hours of sleep. You get, you know, you get in after a sore day. You know how hard you can push yourself. Like, you can get into a pattern of... Say you do Murph, right, and you, you kill yourself. You do, you do really good, but you're, you're dead. You're sore. But you know your pattern, so you say, you know what? I need to get to sleep. I, need to, I know that I'm sore, but I need to get up. I need to move again. And you are going to start to realize that, okay, instead of recovering in three days, I can knock that down to maybe two, 
and I can get back in the gym. I had a hundred one. Yeah, at a hundred, yeah, I can get back to that higher. You know, I feel a hundred percent quicker. You know, if we're talking about competition type shape, well, then we have to start like ramping that stuff up mm-hmm. to different things because now you're not talking about days; you're talking about hours. Hours. You know, and there's always another step, and there's also going to be workouts that are going to wreck you. They more just than, do it, yeah. You know, and this you're gonna have to maybe okay, eating, sleeping, and moving isn't all it. I'm gonna have to try the temperature control stuff, or mm-hmm. I have to get a massage, or I have to, you know, get on that foam roller and spend an hour here. You know, just uh, that next step up, and there's always another step up. You know, and that's just what you got to find out where you fit in that. And that kind of explains, well, how much time do I need? Well, it depends. Mm, how much? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That makes what, sense. Where, what's your schedule look like? <laughs> and well, no, what yeah. Do you have available. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's kind of just, I, I, I wanted to talk about it personally, just cause I've been having some things, you know, some hip stuff, but I think everybody in general is like, they're ready to get back into it and hit it hard again. But they're also like, I don't, I don't want to wreck my next day. Right. And so I think just talking a little bit of getting a schedule, getting kind of figured out an eating schedule-ish, right? Getting figure out how much you need for sleep to run on efficiently, getting a schedule in that term, and then being able to maybe tweak it a little bit based on the day's work or the next day that you want to do, I think is going to be the first big step into people's everyday recovery and trying to – Start pushing themselves harder so they, you know, can do things yeah, and recover and you quicker. Just take into account what you have the next day, you know. Yeah, that too. Like if you know, you know, you know, you're doing Murph tomorrow. Don't don't come don't in set do your PR Murph back today. record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't so. come in and bust up your hands or your legs or your lungs the day before. You know, you'll be in the hole. And if and if for our members, like there's a gonna be a really tough workout. I think we're not trying to hide it from you no. i mean if we if we know they're gonna program a mini morph we'll tell you like hey guys you know don't front squat pr today if we're front squatting just take her light take it easy get the blood working tomorrow we have a good one so we won't leave you in the dark on super hard things like that <laughs> right. try not try not to unless it's a 10k run then we'll not tell you <laughs> well that's because we want you to be here <laughs> yeah right <laughs> not telling worst me. day ever all right. I think we've, like... Yeah, that was all down. I wanted for recovery. I mean, okay. talked CrossFit, talked recovery, talked... Mindset. Mindset. Yeah, and, I mean, if you have specific recovery questions or, you know, if people have specific questions on any of that stuff that's more geared individually to them... As always, reach out, we'll, yeah. Yeah, well, if we don't know it, like we said at the beginning... We'd we'll, love to learn We'll start and look digging up information. so we know it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, with that, I think we're... That's all I got. All right, man. All right, guys, thank you. Thanks for hanging in. Keep supporting us. It's awesome. Support the podcast. Support the podcast. (laughs) Push it to your friends. The update show. Yeah, it may not be the smartest hour of your day, but (laughs) it might be We never said that it would be either, so (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) All All right. Well, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks, guys.